podcast my name is lmc if you guys are new to the channel hit the subscribe button down below but we were joined by a very special guest his name is david david Polly of preferred gardens thanks for joining me david thanks for having me yeah man i, I seriously I, I really appreciate you coming on um so for people that aren't aware um i did the third episode of the high design series on david and preferred gardens um and so typically i kind of merge i like to have the person that i've focused on to come on to this podcast and talk a little you know so we can get to know you know you uh, get to know the person um but if you guys haven't checked out that uh, episode go check that out it's really interesting um so for background really you know you're from sacramento right um and you've been growing you know quite, for quite some time um so yeah i guess i guess how how just overall if you to describe sacramento as in terms of cannabis culture environment how would you describe it sacramento um wow if you're, if you're from here you'll understand that honestly most most of the the big growers most of the brands came from this area i mean we're real close to humboldt where we have a lot of uh a lot of agriculture areas around us a lot of areas that were open to prop 215 so the medical era i mean we could we could grow x amount of plants when um, when it was semi gray area. So, so everywhere around us was, uh, very, very knee deep in cannabis. A lot of people moved to the Sacramento area, um, actually to grow cannabis. So in, in my opinion, everyone is still here. Yeah. Majority, yeah. majority, majority of the best growers in the world kind of, kind of stuck around here. This is their hometown, even if they had to move around to you know, Colorado or whatnot, since, since Colorado went online a little bit earlier, uh, a lot of, a lot of the guys came back. So just, just in my opinion, if there's a hub for quality cannabis, it, it would be Sacramento. And I think a lot of people would agree with me. Yeah. Yeah. You, you educated me on that when we were talking and we were doing the interviews and stuff. Um, Cause you know, I had like my homie Jackson, you know, he, he goes down there and he, he told me, he told me similar, but you know, hearing it, hearing it from you and you describe it, 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 it was, yeah, it was kind of eye opening to me. Um, you know, but now that I think about it too, I remember when I was talking to Ivan too, Ivan from the jungle boys, he said Sacramento is another hub for that area as well. So I get, you know, so that's, you know, I guess pretty well known, but, um, it is interesting when we talked about it, like, so Sa Sacramento, it's not really part of the Bay. I mean, People like from out of state will say, oh, Sacramento's part of the Bay, but it's not, right? Um, but it's also right next to Humboldt. It's like like down below, like, like you know, a little bit flatter, right? Not not so many hills. Yeah. Uh, so it is kind of this culmination of all these different areas coming together. Uh, that, that is that is pretty fascinating. Um, why why do people, I guess, move back? Some of those people move back just as their home or what, what, what do you think? Well, if, if they were into cannabis... Sacramento City actually came online a little bit earlier than a lot of the other surrounding counties and cities. Um, Yolo County came around kind of the, kind of the same time, but they put a, a quick cap on it. So for Sacramento City, there's licenses still available. So if there was an area, if you wanted to do, say, an indoor cultivation or even uh, a mixed light, which there is a couple coming online now, Sacramento was, was a perfect place for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then just like when I was doing my like, research, I, like Sacramento is kind of fucking wild, dude. Like, <laughs> like there, it just seems like whether like from my, like there seems to be a lot of clashing between law enforcement and. Well, there's still, brothers. there's still, there's still a ton of black market <laughs> stuff going on. So like when I say Sacramento is kind of a hub for the best growers in the world, it's not just the rec growers. It's really hard to have a great rec grower now, in my opinion, owning, owning, a, owning a retail establishment. I, I kind of see what's out there. There's, there's minimal maximum quality, like AAA product um, in the rec market. 
but if you if you look at the streets there's some fire fire out there still there's some killers out there that would never go wreck because it doesn't make any sense to them it's it's really hard and that's you know yeah yeah and and i and i i know like i definitely you know I, i completely get their mindset but it's like I mean, I actually, I completely get their mindset. I mean, it's like the government in California. Like when I, 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 in the, in the, in the documentary kind of, I show this, there's that, there's that map of California and you see like the red counties, the, the green counties, the, I think it was like blue. I can't remember what the color was, but you real you start to look, you realize just like, it's all technically not allowed. I mean, like there's less than a third, like a third of Cali has commercial cannabis. So it's like, California is not really doing themselves any favors if they're like, oh, you know, we're trying. I mean, it, and also too, like the illegal market is four times bigger than the than than than, than the uh, uh, legal market. It literally in 2019 they estimated that the legal mar- the illegal market was 12.5 billion dollars a year. Wow. And the legal market was 3.1. Like. <laughs> that that fact always like literally that's like the probably the craziest statistic i've ever heard i guess when it yeah. comes to cannabis but it just shows you i think like the magnitude of that's pretty crazy there's literally a shortage of of triple a like fire for for leaf. there's there's always a shortage i yeah. mean it's it's really really hard to get a product like that consistently so you know you, if you're not putting in the work day in and day out you're, ne- you're never gonna you're never gonna hold that that crown yeah absolutely and you know i think that's where like you know there are people like you kind of stand out where it's like you know you now you know are you keeping everything above board and you're looking at the future which i think is super smart i mean to be honest nothing nothing whatsoever against anybody that's in the traditional market but you know it's not looking to it's not the best foresight in my opinion but that's beside the fact i'm not in their situation i completely get where they're coming from but um that kind of leads you then into like so let's let's talk a little bit about the mixed lighting i really want to kind of hammer this down because i think i think a lot of people understand the significance of what your you and you know your company is doing um but let's like really i guess like break this down um what's like what guys first of all like what got you into mixed lighting why and what's so significant about it? Honestly, where it started was uh, we were doing full-term outdoor in Yuba County for, for a lot of years. Um, I did some, say, say some, gave some advice to some buddies of mine. We, we, I don't want to call it consulting because that's kind of a bad word. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I kind of talked them into doing greenhouses and I saw that it was just the future of, of cultivation. Uh, the product was coming out much better. These guys went from zero to a thousand real fast. Um, and I dug a little deeper, decided to start building my own and realized that um, the energy consumption is pennies compared to the indoor cultivation. So for instance, my facility here, um, if I loaded this with lights and this was an indoor facility, I'd probably be paying around 60 to $80,000 a month in power. Holy shit. Um, my power bill is $5,000 a month. So you can simply do the math there and see the, the savings and you know, we're, we're obviously um, doing, doing right by the environment as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's um, the real goal there is is to get the product up to par, because always you know, indoor is is king. Indoor is just the most beautiful thing. It's got the best flavor, taste. I mean, it's it's just you know second to none. So my my major goal here is to match that, um, and I think we're getting really close. Yeah, I think I mean the the videos, the photos I've seen are. Like when we first started talking, I was like, oh yeah, that's like some cool indoor. And you're like, it's not indoor, dude. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and then I, <clears throat> excuse me. And then what I typically do is I go, I have like certain people I'll, I'll like ask around around the industry. Like, what do you think about this person? 
and everyone about everyone for you like they're like oh yeah dudes dudes like fucking up the like in a good way like literally crushing in the in the in the mixed lighting space and like changing like really changing the industry uh, uh in a sense because you know i was told that really you and maybe a couple other pe- other companies maybe i, I think there's i think there's five of us at the uh, most yeah yeah there, there could be some hidden ones that are uh, still jarring their product as indoor mm-hmm. so most, most people they they kind of do a white label deal from us if they're buying bulk and they they throw it in the jar and they charge the, the high ticket so uh, i don't think that's fair to the consumers that's not what's really needed out there i, I would love for everyone to smoke some high quality stuff and be able to afford it it's getting kind of ridiculous right now yeah how so and that, that, i'm glad you brought that up because i definitely want to talk about that point because that was that was you know you brought that up to me um how prevalent do you think that is like do you or do you think it's just starting right now like because like because right because you're talking about a white label like see people come by wholesale from you and then they, they'll jar it up but in terms of people that are like well-known indoor brands secretly kind of setting these up and and having a whole like operation you know what i mean like not just like outsourcing to you know it's just a theory to be honest um i, I haven't really truly seen that happen other other than the, the people that purchase it from me and the other farms that are out there that do it to this level yeah um but I, I haven't happen, i haven't though. i haven't really seen anyone set up and do it it's really hard to be honest um my opinion light depth is the the hardest of all cultivation um, there's a lot of outside variables you got to deal with on a daily basis so you're constantly pivoting in every cultivation facility you're pivoting daily you know every everyone that's working it everyone that's really knee deep in the facility is is having to pivot on a regular basis but in a in a mixed life facility trying to have a high quality product like that it's it's pretty crazy how, how much you have to pivot on a daily and how much you got to change your controls and everything else so it's because yeah. uh, you're changing just to clarify sorry just to clarify people so you're you're cha- so like you said outside variables so you're changing the, the 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 lighting structure to to you know uh, no work, so say, say the, on the best way yeah. say it's raining outside so I, I need to adjust my fans so they're not just pulling in 100% of the wet air from outside and bringing my greenhouse up to 100% humidity. Um, that's just one aspect, but it's, it's mainly the environment changes. So when it's 100 degrees outside, I might have to shade the, shade the blackout like I have right now. If you see, this is a cloth over here. I have a shaded, mainly just to do this video. It's not too hot out today, but... Um, uh, that's certain things you got to do you got to you got to make changes every day manually you're, you're adjusting so you to nature right yeah adjusting to nature yeah and that's just to get the high quality you could just let it ride but then you're going to end up with some some good outdoor you mm. know what i mean you're not you're right. not going to get that that top quality stuff yeah. you need to try and keep the same environment as that you ha- would have in an indoor facility which is next to impossible but <laughs> that, we're shooting for it <laughs> It does yeah. seem wild. You must, yeah, that must be constantly, and and so that and that kind of is, I think, like you said, you know, from a eco standpoint, I think that's you know, instead of you, yeah, you're, you're utilizing, you know, you're adapting to nature to then, yeah, minimal, minimal, and minimal inputs here too. I mean, it's we're we're doing our part. Mm-hmm. For, Absolutely. You know. Yeah, and so. I mean, I guess like I think in the future, like when people start to run the numbers, I mean, set. I mean, you said 70, 80 k for an indoor. If you were to do indoor for you guys, like now you only pay five k in electricity. Like that, that the more it scales up, the massive. more. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's. It's massive. It's that's, really, it's really hard. I mean, and that's where. I don't, I don't necessarily have to, but you know, I, I push that off to the customer. So, um, like right now my eights go wholesale for $15 to the, to the stores. So I, I suggest them to sell them retail for 30. That's a hundred percent markup, but you can't do that with an indoor. If say you sell, you sold eights for $15, you go out of business in like two months. There's no way you could make money doing that. So you have to, you have to inflate that price to, to a, realistic number yeah absolutely so i mean 
and it's just yeah you get a, i mean because it's like you know once you i mean and like i think you kind of you guys pretty much are already doing this but once i think people get understand that uh, the, the public understands that i mean indoor is going to kind of have to switch over eventually i mean it's just not going to be make economic sense and, and yeah i mean there'll, there'll always be a market for it it's just it's going to shrink a little bit it's, it's going to shrink it's going to it's going to come down to a handful of people i yeah in my opinion you can't you can't jump in now and and just do it and think you can think you can really run it and be successful a lot of people go out of business on a regular basis especially here in sacramento i mean people are are handing me their facilities, literally handing me their facilities. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's it's getting to that point. No, it's kind of in a lot of markets so where there's different waves of it, where it's like the, the kind of ebb and flow of like, you know, this, the first wave comes in, you know, 30% of them leave, right? They, they get out of it the, after the first year. And then maybe some new people come in, it consolidates a little bit more. And then another wave, another wave, and another wave, and another wave, and like, it's uh it's kind of a game of survival i think initially right like right now i think it's more so a game of survival especially in california i mean some people are obviously think you know you guys are you know i think to a certain degree like thriving but it's you know it's still tough with the county i mean with the county regulations the california taxes um you know it's kind of a proof it's like is it, would you say it's like a lot of times a proof of con i mean it's to establish a market share here but it's also a proof of concept in california to then take it other places or yeah definitely yeah yeah i mean and if you don't have that experience you you really uh shouldn't be doing it because it's it's uh it's tough for us i mean i'm i'm on my 16th year now i'm pretty sure and i still have problems every day you know it's it is tough so i don't know how people come in in the beginning and and expect to be able to pay 60 percent in taxes on their company and still survive yeah, I think there's a lot. I, I've I personally, I personally, um, I've known I know a lot of people that like. There's kind of this. There's this kind of character, like this this archetype character of the cannabis industry, where it's like these people that are kind of, you know, they 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 made a decent amount of money. They're like, oh, they hear about the cannabis industry getting legalized. They're like oh yeah like it's just growing some weed like how hard could it be and they put all their money in and then they're and then like eight years later they're like looking back and like lost everything they lost everything or they're like it dude I, i there's there's like i literally say it's like there's like there's like the different tiers to that too like there's the kind of people that made good money and there's also like the billionaires will come in the millionaires will come in and, and like i'd say like 90 percent of them get their ass kicked like like you know what i mean yeah, uh, not all really there definitely are some people that like strive and like can figure yeah. it out they usually have an agenda they don't really care i mean they're they're trying to undercut everybody they yeah. got money to waste yeah yeah absolutely and those are like i th- yeah they got money to waste and, and then they come in and and uh obviously you know people that have been doing it like yourself i mean you know, to, you know, I, yeah, they don't care about the, the culture or the, you know, really any of that shit. They just want to make money. And, yeah. It's sad. Yeah. Those guys can kick rocks. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent, dude. And it's, it's sad too, in the sense though, where like eventually to a certain degree, like generations from now, it's going to be kind of like that. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? We'll have to see how it develops because yeah. there's nothing really like this ever happened, really have ever happened in like human history where there's been like uh, a product that's been around for like you know thousands of years and but modern modern day it's been around for you know it's been it's been it's been around but then it's made it's been made illegal i mean alcohol to a certain degree but it, but i think it's i think people don't really understand like how big cannabis is compared to alcohol i don't think like yeah i just don't i just don't i don't think there's that um and plus we're in this time period now where like it's an it's new industry starting in like the internet age where like everything is amplified like a hundredfold like you know like we're doc like you know there's no there was no one documenting really like any of like the bootleggers back in like you know 1940 or whatever yeah whatever the fuck it was i wish i'd love to see that yeah and you still i mean you hear about them like you hear about some of them but it's but you know um, they lose it all i mean i've been doing it for this long and 
we documented it a tiniest bit, but then, yeah. you know, something comes up and all that stuff has to disappear. Yeah, has to disappear 100%. Yeah. It's, it'll be weird though, because it's like, like, like I've, I was telling, I've told people this before. It's just like, like two, three generations from now, like cannabis won't be seen as like, I mean, like really two generations from now, there won't be like an outlaw kind of, um, uh you know kind of air kind of connected to it right like you know people are gonna yeah. like, you know, kids are gonna realize that this this plant was illegal for tons of years and it's not i don't know i agree it'll be mind-boggling it'll be them. yeah it's weird to think about it's super weird to think about when it's like, the opposite yeah. to me I, i'm nervous right now in my growth still you know <laughs> like is it we're gonna get kicked in i got a lot of plants here uh, yeah no that's it's it's crazy when i talk to like ogs like yourself like i mean i always have to do like i, I swear i've gotten pretty pretty good at like like i always tell like hey you guys it's, it's okay like don't worry like there's a lot of people that are like they do like small it's little things that i notice no it's never gonna end yeah. it doesn't matter <laughs> no matter what you say yeah exactly it's, it's, it's not it's unreal it's unreal yeah yeah it, no, every, it, every single day and that that helps i mean that gives me more energy it's it's unreal yeah i walk in here it's it's nuts yeah don't take it for granted because it could you know or in, in past experiences it could be taken from you and not not obviously now but if you keep that mentality mm -hmm. i think that's a great way to you know keep motivated yeah. um absolutely so um in terms of out of state or let's go let's we'll, we'll circle back around to out of state opportunities in terms of like other states uh, you guys are moving into uh, specifically but in terms of like uh, so you have a delivery company we talk about that in the documentary brief you know we, we yeah. highlight that but it's it's yep. what's the name of it again it's fiora it's fiora fiori, fiori, fiori delivery yeah okay so it's it's so how how did that come about um and like is it because you know i'm from washington they don't allow delivery here so i'm not the most well versed with i mean i i understand the system the different delivery regulations in different states for the most part but i guess like like how did you come about that like was it super easy to get like like what what, what exactly just the deal no, no nothing in this industry is easy to get yeah. <laughs> um it was it was just a thought so everyone was all hyped on the vertically integration so if you if you i don't want to be kind of a slave to to the other stores, you know, if, if I wasn't able to move the flour or whatnot. So if I, I knew I was going to have the farm. So I started working on a retail. Um, I wanted to be able to sell my own flour for an amazing price. So I just set out to do that. And it was the same as, as getting the grow. It's just put your head down and, and make it happen. You want to do something, you, you just do it. Um, I partnered with an amazing guy. Um, Alex, he is really techie. So delivery, in my opinion, is more of like a storefront on your computer because you, you, no one's allowed in the store. Um, so you kind of have to show what you have on a website. Um, yeah, more options, right, too. Like it's more like, like that's what I always say is like tech, you're going to have technically more options on a web or most likely, right? Because just like, is it, is it come, does it come from your guys' store or does it come from a distribution? I'm curious. Distribution is the middleman in between. Um, that's kind of the missing link of vertical integration. I didn't really know the situation when I started. Uh, when I, I started renting the building, they already had a CUP, which is a use permit for distribution and non-storefront retail, which is the delivery service. Our plan was to do distribution, but digging deep and knowing that I was 100% on the farm every single day and my partner was running the retail and it's just stretched us pretty far. So we didn't, we didn't dig into the distribution as of yet. Yeah. Um, so, so we do have that middleman in between, which is still fine. Um, we, we, uh, we, we got some great relationships with distribution, so. Yeah, it's not that big a deal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I just don't. I'm trying. To, I need to still figure out, like, get a better grip on understanding the distribution stuff on, in California more. So, um, so yeah, and, and 
and typically like who are what's the demographic typically if you if you can say it's okay if you if you can't um that like you utilize delivery in in your uh, knowledge uh we have a lot of data so that's a cool thing about my partner being so techie is the collection of data there what's really needed is um in, in our area specifically is uh affordable cannabis uh, a lot of the a lot of the cheap cheap stuff moves at a very high volume where the real connoisseur stuff is rare that people are paying you know 50 to 70 plus dollars an eighth when it comes to to the end after taxes and everything yeah 100 so and, and so like and 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 yeah and i think that that the other day like the Connor, like, you know, initially, you know, if you look at markets, it's kind of crazy. If you look at like, um, you know, markets that open up, there's that small group of people that are like the connoisseurs, like industry people, or like, they're like super, you know, like the, the cannabis connoisseurs, like the people are really interested in, they know all the brands. They typically will start in the market and like, they'll be like 15% of the population of the market. And they'll like be like 70%, 65% of the like purchasing, like, or something like, like it varies obviously, but over time that obviously dissipates when more and more people get integrated into it. But um, yeah, I do think, I mean, I think there always will be that craft market. It's kind of ref referring to like, you know, there'll be, there'll always will be indoor, like we were saying earlier. Yes. But I mean, you know, there's, there's really kind of this like growing cultivation, I guess, like battle between everyone. Like it's, a, it's, it's just who can, you know, get the best canvas for best price. And, and that's gonna, you know. Um, yeah, best, best bang for your buck. So most of the orders, they come out and they'll be like, a, you know, a, six, a $60 ounce. And then they'll grab like an eighth of, you know, cookies alien labs connected green dogs some some lumpies so just some 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 fire connoisseur stuff where they can afford maybe an eighth of it but the majority of their number is on the on the cheap stuff and what what i can't stand is the, the cheap stuff is trash like stuff that you shouldn't even be able to smoke i don't even know how it passes test or anything like that so that's that's kind of where we're at is um we we have some some good quality product for a great price. Yeah, and yeah, I'm not trying to sell it. It's just a lot of people can smoke the weed that I grow, and it's clean. You know, it's clean, yeah. and I, I work very 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 hard for it. Yeah, I mean, I, this is this is 16th year of me doing this, and with my fucking nose to the ground. What what are your, what are the hours you working? Because you're, you're like hours are. <laughs> <laughs> They've always been outrageous, but yeah. um, 12, 15, you know, who knows? It's it's every day. I mean, this is Saturday. I'm here. I'm, I'm never not here on a Saturday. Yeah. Some Sundays I have like a half day off. Um, other than that, yeah, for, just getting after it. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Absolutely getting after it. Like, I'll, for people, yeah, I, I'll be I'll be watching his Instagram and it'll be like 4 a.m. He's like, mm -hmm. like that's cool. every day. Yeah, dude. No, it's it's respect, man. Yeah, and and people that you know don't really understand, dude. Cultivation is tough. And like, there is always like I don't, you know, I I I, don't, I have a decent, I have a little bit of experience setting up different like you know outdoor grows, and I've, and I've been worked at some greenhouse and a little bit of indoor, but like just of what I've gathered from the small amount of time, it's it's fucking tough, it's dude. Farming. <laughs> it's farming. Yeah, it's yeah, it's far it's hundred percent farming and it's like I've worked yeah, I've worked construction like when I was younger, you know, quite a bit. Yeah. And this like setting up some of the outdoor grow like I've set up like a couple years ago I set up an outdoor grow. Um like two two different ones. We put in like I can't even think like was it like four thousand clones or like we planted yeah. That shit was that shit was harder than any sort of construction I did. And I was like a general laborer, like, you know. Yeah, getting doing all that all the shit work, but no, that that shit was tough. I was I was actually yeah, it really opened my eyes to definitely definitely tough. So yeah. you know, it's not you all gotta, you gotta love it. It's not yeah. People glamorize it, right? They glamorize it. They're like, oh, dude, and you're like, and then you like really do the work, and it's like, 
dude. This is fucking. Well, there's because there's some there's some owners that are just, you know, they're on the phone. That's about all they do. They don't really do it. So, uh, which is understandable. It happens. I mean, it sucks you into that business life, and that that can take up all your time too. But that's that's the sad part about it. Is I'm not I'm not having it. I'm, yeah, this is my thing. This is what I do. This is what I'm gonna keep doing. Yeah, I was with my um, I was with my with my homie yesterday. We were looking at a we were looking at some product at a um, another another grow. Um, he kind of reminds me of you a little bit too. Like he he he, he we walk out of there because he made he made a purchase or something. Uh, yeah, he made yeah he grabbed like twenty years or something. Um, he walked out and he's like, oh yeah, those are the kind of like facility you know uh, or you know like the head growers that just like here's like a notebook with all the steps do it like he like the, my homie is like the kind of guy he's like he's working with us he's getting to it he's getting like he actually loves like cultivation farming and like there's he's, he always there's two different types of like cultivation leads like the people that are like just here, this is the step by step, or the people that really do it, and then like I think from a leadership standpoint, it's way more respectable. Like you got the dude who's gonna like you know be on the front lines with you, you know, leading the way. And how how do you balance though the business and the and the cultivation? Because you know you know you told me initially, um, and I want to definitely highlight this point is that like you know you're someone that is like a grow like you just you love to grow. You're not really you know you're not super super into the business side of stuff, even though, and then, you know, you told me that pretty early on. And then, you know, as we were going throughout our, our interviews, you know, I, just, I got, I got the sense of like, dude, you, you, but you really know your shit all, all the way around when it comes to the business too. But I, I, I guess, you know, that's just, that's just time. So yeah. losses is where that comes from. Honestly, yeah. all my learning lessons are from losses. Um, Absolutely. I still do. have losses to this yeah. day. I, I have a partner at the farm who's actually a lot better with the business stuff than me. So he actually uh, takes takes up some of that responsibility, which is thank shout out to him for that. Um, but I, I still got to do it, and I just it it just takes out X amount of my time. So that's why I start really early in the morning, and I don't get home till late, and I don't take any days off. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Do you like? do you like what do you how do you like what's your what's your what, what's your what do you want for the future i guess and like do you always want to be working like these these hours this hard like I'm, I'm curious in that like i mean I, i'm married i have a family i have i have a couple of kids so my time with them is is super precious mm -hmm. um my my real goal is to just focus on all the cultivation stuff and uh, pass some of that other stuff off to someone who can have some skin in the game and deal with the real business stuff. That's that's important to me. I mean, I'm willing to do something like that just because this is what I want to do. And money, money doesn't matter, to be honest. Um, the only reason why I want to build capital is to expand. So any any bit of money that we do make, you'll see that we'll just put up a couple, couple more greenhouses or you know, we are building the indoor facility as well. That's just something that I've had for years is the only reason uh, my future is with, with mixed light though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I got, I got that sense, dude. I really did get that sense from you when, um, uh, you know, we do the interviews is, you know, you definitely are like a, you definitely have a true love. Like that's why I really highlight that in the, in the documentary, which I, which I respect. And I, and I think, um, you know, I think most people, you know, can respect that. I would, you know, you know, I, I do think though, you know, the, there are, you know, I, it's, I guess, yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say, what, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say more so I, there's, I don't, it's hard. Like I, I, I start to see these people that like, I think had a love for cultivation, but they get sucked into the business so hard that, it's like, yeah, are they even, yeah, like, are they even grow? Like, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah, that's tough. They're not, and it's sad. I mean, but maybe they didn't. Maybe they didn't like doing it. It's, it's, it's relentless. You know, maybe they wanted that break. Maybe that was their goal, is to to become, you know, 
that businessman who sits in an office too. I mean, it, that's, that's a lot of work as well. It's just not the same. Um, but I see it a lot and it's, and it's sad. I, I've seen some guys that I know really crush it at farming that uh, are in that place right now. Yeah. And it's probably depressing. It looks like it's depressing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're just in the. I mean, you're just in the office all day. I mean, yeah. instead of being out out working in the sun, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, it's it can be. Um, yeah. But the cultivation know. end is just it's relentless. I mean, it is the most relentless thing. They're alive. It's like having. I got 20,000 kids I'm trying to raise right now, and I, I need them to be perfect. Every <laughs> single one of them to be perfect. I can't, I can't let one of them get sick or anything. And yeah. if it does, it gets some, it gets a lot of attention. So you're like, you're like a tiger dad. And so tiger mom, you're a tiger dad. And you're yeah. High standards for your, your children. Um, high standards. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious. So I think you started to like really attract a lot of, uh, people from, you know, throughout the industry, like throughout in and out throughout, you know, like for for example, like how like I saw that you know you had Jadakiss stop by, you know who who are some of those like what why why was Jadakiss at your farm? I'm curious. Um, you know you know who Cosmo is? Yes, yeah. yeah. friends of Burner. He's a yeah. rapper. He's actually from Sacramento. Uh, me and him are really good friends. So I'm I'm connected with with tons of people here in the industry just because in the medical days all my product went to the stores. And there was no brand there, so everyone knew I had fire. They paid good money for it. You know, there's a lot of lot of talk going on about about what we did before it was preferred. Yeah. Um, so I'm um, I'm heavily connected there. So I just I get calls from people. Everyone wants to everyone wants to do this mixed light thing. Everyone wants to see the quality of flower that's coming out of this. Uh, everyone, everyone's kind of mind boggled from it. So a lot of people around the world. I literally get. You don't even know how many DMs trying to trying to get tours here, or consulting, or let me buy your SOPs. It's it's kind of a joke because I'm so against it. I mean, I'm just a just a dirty farmer. Like, yeah. let me do my thing. You know, let me. Do, I'm focusing on preferred. Yeah. Me but it's cool. I mean, it's dope. Jadakiss is a, is a fucking amazing rapper. I mean, I've been listening to him since I was young. You know, he loves, he loves cannabis. He's smoking my flower here. I mean, he was, he was in it. So, um, it's, it's just, it's, it's strange what's going on right now. It's, it's very strange. It's like a dream. Yeah, dude. It's, it's, I mean, you're, it's, I think it's dope because it's like, you're kind of, be, you know, like people like you and like these girls, you know, you guys are kind of in the dark for so long. And now that like, it's really, you come into light, it's kind of, you know. Yeah, that's the cool part. Um, I don't, I don't play around at all. So I'm licensed, so I don't do anything, you know, anything in the gray whatsoever. So mm -hmm. I can, I can, you can talk to you about anything. Yeah, absolutely. Talk to you about anything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't care. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And 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 then so, that's I bet I bet I bet you probably get hit up by so many people now too. They're like. Yeah, they're they're like trying to recruit you, and because you you gave me a really yeah, good piece. They're, yeah, they're trying to copy the setup. They're trying to bring me on. I mean, I, there's a couple groups that I I'm really open to uh, doing things. I, I want to be in other states. I want to prefer to be in other states. So there is a couple amazing groups that um, I'm in talks with right now that um, we're we're gonna work something out. Yeah. So they're not they're not the investor type. They're not uh, shady, cutthroat. You know, they're 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 in the industry too. They've been in the industry somewhat, if it's, if it's retail or whatever it was, or they've done some some stuff before. So I got I got respect there. Some good groups, some great groups. Yeah. Um, no chads, no chads and brads. You know what that means. You got to be careful with those 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 fuckers, dude. They'll. Yeah. No, I'm not in it. I know better. Yeah, no, you, you gave me a, a really good piece of advice the other day. It's kind of, I think there's some parallelisms between like, you know, like you told me, anybody out there listening, this, I swear, if you feel like you got something special, like keep pushing to like keep ownership and not just get, you know, get brought on to do, do, do what you're already doing for someone else. If, 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 if you're able to just keep ownership and, and, you know, cause long-term, 
you know, like, obviously, like, 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 I'm not against like partnerships or, you know, anything like, you know, that with the right people. But, you know, I've personally had media companies come to me and be like, oh, like, let's start doing, you know, you should start doing these for us. And I'm like, and I'm like, right now, like, you know, definitely, you know, still don't have a ton of money, probably could be easier for me. But I'm willing to put in that, you know, go through that right now. So later on, I'm not fucking, you know, kicked out of the house that I fucking built pretty much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Money, money ain't shit, no matter what. Yeah. Your happiness is is worth more than anything. I've been doing Absolutely. this for, for 16 years now, nose to the fucking ground. I'm not giving up anything. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? This is, I, I can do, I, this right here, this is in stores. This is, I, I get, it's crazy. Yeah, dude. No, it's, it's yeah. that ownership. And it's like, ownership is cool. I'm not, I'm not balling. I don't have a ton of money. Like people think I have all this money because I sell all this weed. I'm, that's not true. Yeah. It's not the truth of it. It's, it's, I'm passionate. I'm happy. Happiness is worth more than anything. Yeah. I'm I mean, happy. You're, I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah. You're, I mean, you're rich in that sense. I mean, which is very rich in the rich in the happiness sector which a lot of rich a lot of financially rich people aren't <laughs> but you know it's it's all i think it's a balance between the two for sure i mean but um no like uh, yeah i completely agree with that I, I think that um and there's dude there's just some people in this in this industry that like i've just come across so many people that are so slimy and it's like it's almost like they've been i mean it's not even like I don't even look down on them specifically. It's just like, I think it's just like what the market does to you. People get fucked over and then they kind of, then, the, then, then that changes them to then be, you know, you know, slimy yeah, to other people. Or, or they just, they only care about the bottom dollar. Yeah. Uh, what usually happens, they care about the bottom dollar and that's, and they just become greedy as hell. It's, it's nine out of 10 when, when money comes around, especially when it's cash which this is a cash business. So you see it in front of you instantly. It's not like a, you're getting a check or it's in a bank account or something and in a company bank account. You literally are having to split up cash. So it, it, it makes people, it brings out the worst in people and it's and it. And it shows up in people that you would never, never ever, ever think. Absolutely. And once, once it gets them, once it grabs a hold of them, we're done here. It's a wrap. They're just, they're just that person from then yeah, on no it's it great yeah yeah give it give it give a i mean i'm a bit i mean i've really seen this in my you know seen this happen for me not not, not for me personally but i've seen like old friends of mine or just people i've been around it's like you give a man power you really see their true character and then you give them the option you know whether it's take the money or you know and fuck you over or, those are two ways of really i think you know understanding what kind of person you know you're dealing with uh yeah and a lot of people don't pass the test i would say no yeah friends family so yeah. usually the worst yeah <laughs> you're right dude like actually yeah, a lot of a lot of strangers end up being uh <laughs> being, a, being a better option it it'd be like that dude it'd be a hundred percent be like that because i mean it it is wild it is wild it's also like the whole idea too like strangers that um you know strangers are more supportive almost where it's like yeah it's it's like the whole saying of like you know people people that you know you grew up with or and this is not always the case whatsoever but you know because you came from the same place as they did and you're doing better then the, like they unconsciously kind of are looking at you sideways a little bit and oh yeah yeah but yeah, they always think you got more than you really have yeah a hundred percent because if you're happy you know that well they try to justify it in their heads too they're kind of like oh like it's okay i can fuck this dude over even though this is like my long term you know he's like, got it yeah, yeah he's got it like even though he didn't work for it this just happened he's successful overnight yeah. every time they see they see the end game of it they yeah. see they see the finished product i mean this this greenhouse has been been ripped down from another property and brought over on a truck yeah yeah so that that let's just touch on that really we don't have to go into like the details of like why exactly so you had to like you literally moved a facility like yeah built a facility (laughs) um went went through went through a couple years of trying to get licensed and did did some did some crazy erection of of an entire facility went all in 
put every single dime and and uh, we're talking 16, 18 hours daily getting this thing done. This is the dream, right? This facility was moved from another property. No one has ever done that. No one's ever, no one's ever put up a, an entire facility and uh, and took it, took it down, all the way brought it all the way over. However, how many hours late? Brought it two hours down to another another property and uh, finally made it work. <coughs> that's so I don't think anyone's done that. But that's so yeah. fucked up to be just like, how long did so? How long did that process take? Like, and 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 I think also real quick. I think for people like listening, like this is a high, this highlights guys, I think some of the craziness of regulations, especially in California, where it's like, you're kind of, you're like, oh, it's like, you know, there's many examples around the industry where you can see this. Like I remember in Washington and Seattle, there was one week where the regulation said you have to tint your windows on the retail stores. And the next week they said, you don't, you can't, you can like, it's against the it law. It still happens every yeah, day. Yeah. It's just like that kind of shit. Like what? Like, you know, but, um, so two hours, how long did that take you? Uh, like two hours, two hours to move. How many trips? Like, like what? No, a, a two hour, uh, the property was two hours away from here. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so two this, hours this away. Took years. It took years to get this place uh, done. We were meeting setbacks, pouring concrete, pulling electrical, had, the, had this thing online where the county just uh, uh, decided to, to say, fuck you. And, and still haven't allowed anyone to have any licenses when they when they basically told us that to do this yeah to get started um so we you know we had to start all over i've started all over like three four times now in, I think, in my yeah. career so uh had to, had to really start all over this was this was a ridiculous thing but um yeah we we put this whole facility up and broke it all the way down and moved it just like a movable tent you make it sound like it's just an easy tent to just bring out like that's fucking wild. it took you years though that's insane yeah, yeah. Shout, shout out um american greenhouse builders they they uh facilitated it with me so uh, shout out to them but um yeah in insane times uh, all, all life savings all my time which is the most valuable thing um for years honestly and then but now look where we're at we're good yeah absolutely just like i said sometimes you just gotta put, put your head down and, and figure it out and make it happen i, I don't think anyone's ever done it might have might have been a bad decision uh, i probably maybe could have could have bought a new facility and with the same amount of money and time and effort that i spent doing that but whatever it's done you're learning i mean that's the like i always i think that's I, like and I don't, I wouldn't, I don't know if that's necessarily a mistake or anything, but I always say just in general, like personally, I like, I want to make as many, like make as many mistakes as possible in the sense, not doing it like purposely, obviously, but just the more, the higher volume of mistakes I make, the higher chances I have of succeeding, right? Like the, cause you'll never do it again. Every, yeah. every single, every single thing in cultivation that anyone's ever learned is usually from, um, from something bad they had to they had to fix or some something that something some big mistake that they did that um, that's that's where all all my learning came from i didn't go to college for this i didn't go to school for cultivation i'm not like the some educated farmer yeah i've just been growing weed for a long time and i've that's had way to learn dude you got the best education. I've had every single pest i've had every single pathogen i've had every single old mildews i've had fires burn stuff down i've been robbed i've been raided i've been everything starting everything. over yeah starting over dude, a lot the, of things i didn't even think about everything yeah yeah I, I no, and that's well it's it's you know i'm starting when i talk to like i'm starting you know as i do the series i'm starting to talk to more and more you know of these like these like you know badass growers like yourself that have been doing this for a while and it's just there, there's like these these connected points that you guys all have similarities like the the having to restart like it's almost like you know like you know sisyphus like the the boulder he carries the boulder to the top of the of the, the hill and it just it, this god god forces him to do it or something or one of the greek gods or something and then every time he gets to the very top tumbles back down and he does that for eternity bringing the boulder up getting you know um that's it that's like what <laughs> that's what i feel like i feel like <laughs> that's up until, it. Yeah, yeah 
Yeah, I feel like just now, now that it's legal, now that it's like stable, just now can you like finally, you know, not still happening. We almost lost this farm to the LNU fire. I mean, we we got evacuated here for multiple weeks. We had to break into our own farm, bring uh, gas generators. It was was like the old days, you know. The the place the fire came literally right to the farm. Luckily, we have walnuts all around us. And the walnuts were in season and they were being watered. So the fire literally ended right there. Other than that, it destroyed every bit of everything around it. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that makes sense. Oh my God. Are you wait? So oh shit, dude. So okay, so first of all, I'll I'll probably I'll show a clip here. Um but I you you sent me the video where you see just like the craziest wall of smoke. Like yeah, there's a, there's actually an article on it that I yeah. I spoke on. There's an article if you if you look that up with the LNU fire with cannabis. So. Yeah. Lake Berryessa, we're right next to Berryessa. If you look that up, the whole place burned down. We're, it's like a block over from me. Yeah. Wow. And the drone and like and then I saw that drone footage and that makes a lot of sense now. Actually, I didn't I didn't know why I didn't put that two together, but um, that's pretty that's pretty nuts. Uh, how bad are the fi- are the fires just getting worse and worse? I mean, they're they're bad every summer here now, like for in Washington on the east side. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's just one thing. Now that PG&E has been sued for people's homes burning down and people dying, if if it gets windy around here, they shut our our power off. So when you shut the power off here and it's say 100 degrees out, my whole my whole crop could just die instantly inside of these greenhouses. It gets so. Do you guys have backup generators or something or? We do, yep, and we're working on a working on a system to back up the entire farm right now, which is uh, pretty intricate. Yeah, and it takes a lot of permitting and everything else, and it's very expensive. But that's our next goal. And it seems, it seems like, seems like the seems like there's so many obstacles always thrown at. Yeah, that's where that's where California growers specifically, though, like specifically, like. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. but we learned we learned our lesson there. That was that was a. you know, an instant where we had to drag in these these massive generators. We had to rent them. So now we're gonna now we're gonna install a system that um, automatic transfer switch that'll keep the facility rolling if something happens like that. Because PG&E seems to seems to love to turn our power off in the middle of a, a hundred degree day. Yeah, that's yeah. The, I mean, isn't there wasn't there some like big I don't want to like big corruption shit happening. I mean, it's like a, I mean that's because that's a, that's a utility, right? So it's a state-sponsored monopoly, right? Which is I mean, yep. uh, and yeah. So, yeah. So they got sued really bad. Um, they they made some huge mistakes and some people died. So now they're just being super cautious about everything. And if if it gets windy out here, they shut the shut the power off. Yeah. Yeah. It's always um, windy. 100%. Yeah, and. We don't have to guess go too much into this, but like some of the like corruption in California is pretty pretty wild. Like, can you do you want to speak on that at all or no? Um, well, it's we'll it's just, really wild. It's wild. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. All right, we'll leave it at yeah. that. And it's just it's um yeah no I am I yeah we probably don't need to touch on that right now um. One day, one day, we'll touch on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They're watching uh, us. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not trying to, nothing, nothing scarier than fucking corrupt officials, honestly. Um, okay, so what, so let's go into some of the out of state. So, Florida, you're, you're looking at your, so what are some of the, so let's lay out the states. So, Florida, Oklahoma, Michigan, right? Yep. So yeah, I'm helping some guys out in Oklahoma right now. Um, there's some, some mixed light going on there. So license and deal preferred should be in Oklahoma real soon. Just just implementing my systems. I can I can I can control a facility remotely. Obviously, it's not going to be the same as like my facility, but as long as we have the systems in place and. Um, I think we could produce some of the some of the same flour. So we're working on some deals in uh, Michigan right now. We should have a facility going online in the next couple of months. That I'm going to help out an amazing group out there. 
and uh, Florida, also yeah. another really, really awesome group. 100%. I really just want to want to get preferred in these other states. It's just a big goal of mine. Absolutely. And I want to get, so I want to touch on real quickly. I want to go to, I want to go to Florida here in a sec. So I want to talk about the climate there. But first of all, I've heard from a lot of people that out of a lot of the newer markets that have come online, um, Michigan has a really good, you know, decent, like a, I've heard that there's some really good growers over there, like some good. Yeah, Michigan's awesome. It's the same thing as around here. There's been a lot of uh, underground growers in Michigan in the Detroit area. They actually gave out some medical licenses. They called them caregivers. Mm-hmm. So guys have been growing in, in that area for a long time, a, a decent amount inside warehouses and, and houses and such. So there's actually uh, some, some pretty awesome growers that they had to implement different systems than like California. So now that they're coming online with uh, recreational in Michigan, they're going to have to change up their whole system. So you see, we do really small pots around here, really small plants. We veg for like 14 days and flip kind of like a sea of green style. Um, they, they were on systems where they can only do X amount of plants, which was very minimal. So they had to grow really huge plants indoors, which is, not efficient it's not the way to grow the best product so they're looking for some help from some california growers or growers that have been in the situation where they're doing sea of greens Um, michigan moves through tons of product when i flew out there um, you'll you'll see near like eight mile for instance in detroit there's literally a store next to a store next to a store you could throw a rock to the next store with lines around the corner um, and a lot of the product is, is not very good inside, yeah. inside the store. So, and majority of it isn't very good. So I think that market is, is huge. That's, that's a, a huge market that's kind of untapped in rec because it's, it's still not rec there. It's still, still medical. Yeah. Um, I think rec's coming online in the next. Well, no, I think rec, isn't it? Isn't, it's right. Rec's open now, isn't it? I mean, uh, it's open, but it's to like a minimal amount. It's Very not minimal. Wide. Yeah. It's not yeah. fully full, full fledged. Like they're still releasing yeah. licenses probably like there's, yeah, they're probably exactly. like, cause they release them different stages, right? Like cert, like there's like 600 licenses total. They'll do the first hundred, 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 hundred. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. most of those stores, you, you still have to have like a, a script or, you know, like a, a recreational, uh, medical card, not recreational, but medical yeah. card. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. It's, it's great. It's, you know, it's so interesting. I mean, because I know there's a couple other, there's some, there's definitely, I mean, you guys are, people like you, I think kind of an ex, export from, are from, like an export from California in a sense where like, you know, Californians are kind of going all over the, and they're like, you know, from like Washington, Colorado, California, like you yeah. guys are kind of going all over the country because you guys are, you know, all needed. And yeah, if that's, if that's what you want to do, I mean, it, it's, it's a vicious market in California. I mean, it's very competitive especially if you're an indoor grower, there's like a thousand, there's thousands of indoor grows in, in every little town. So it's, it, it is vicious, dude. Supreme, At least I get. It's supremely yeah. competitive. Yeah. And there's a lot of money here in California too. So uh, other States are, are, you know, if you want to make it easy, hop over to another state and just go all in there and you're going to do well. Yeah. I would, I would, I would, I would, if you have any experience. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, no, it's pretty wild, dude. Like I, 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 yeah, it's, once you start to like, look at, you know, LA, a lot of these indoor brands, it, it's, it's vicious. It gets competitive. It gets like, yeah, it's, um, it's interesting down, dude. It's just, it's a whole, it's a whole other world for people that really want to go to like the Mecca of cannabis. Like I always would like talk shit. I'd be like, Oh no. Like, cause yeah, you know, I'm from Seattle. I'd be like, you know, they, we, we, we sent out way more packs than Cal. Obviously we didn't, that was making it more so a joke, but then I went, you know, then I've been really exploring the California industry, you know, been going, you know, it's like the infrastructure, like it's really different. Like there's a whole, like my homie was showing me in LA, he was driving us around. He showed, he showed me this, uh, this, 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 there was like this business district that was specifically for cannabis. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Like I'm talking like a three, four block radius of like, this is like where, like, you know, like, it was just a wild thing. I literally look like, like a, um, it's like for like, like the, you know, like the, the fashion district or like where people go and it's just like 
creating clothing. Like it was literally for that for cannabis. And it was like, and it was mainly tailored for traditional market people. And yeah. like, it just blew my mind. It was just out. It was just crazy to me. And it like the infrastructure, it's just different. California. Like, I, I think if you, I think if you really want to be like competing and like with the best and like, or like understand, you know, what, what, you know, like compete, I guess, against the best and, and connect with, you know, people that are you know, innovating. I think California, you, you have to kind of go to a little to at least check it out to at least, you know, uh, yeah, you know, uh, observe it study it um, top of the food chain it is what it is <laughs> i mean it's the it's the fifth biggest economy in the world dude it's like it's literally yeah and it's it's different dude it's different it, it, it blew it blew my fucking mind um okay and then so where are we at right now We're, uh, um so with florida right in terms of so you said you mixed lighting with um in Oklahoma, but so is there a problem with the climate with mixed lighting? Cause you know, in Florida, it's really muggy down there. You might almost need to do a controlled environment. I, th I think we'll dabble a little bit. Um, I have some designs in mind for mixed light. There's, there's a positive pressure system you can do. And there's, there's a lot of really high tech greenhouses you can do. We'd have to go a lot more high tech in Florida. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, in, indoor, indoor, indoor is the start. Yeah. Florida there and, and which is fine I mean, that's a great quality product and the market there is really nice it is vertical integration only and there's only minimal licenses given out uh, luckily I'm in talks with probably the, the most I mean these guys are fucking awesome um, so we'll see the, the shot is to have preferred out there that's that's the goal is to really build this brand as much as I can 100% dude 100% um yeah, man. This is, yeah, it's, it was, you know, I gotta say dude, it was uh super dope to like, you know, learn from you and then to, you know, talk to you, interview you and do this, do this uh, documentary. Um, I, you know, I commend, I always commend, you know, the passion, you know, definitely wish there's more people like you in the industry. Um, but you know, it's uh, for people that people that don't know, this is a, this is a real motherfucker right here. Seriously. Like, Thank you. Deal with a lot. I've dealt with a lot of fucking slimy asshole motherfuckers, to be honest. But and, and some really good people too. But you know, you you definitely are, are one of the good ones, man. Um, yeah, dude. Is there is there anything anything else you want to touch on? Um, anything? Like, what, you know, wh wh where can where can people find you? Just really preferred gardens, right? I'll, I'll put the Instagrams and stuff down below. Yeah, preferred underscore gardens on Instagram. That's the main area. I'm on LinkedIn, but I don't really, I don't really get on there. That's kind of LinkedIn's funny, dude. <laughs> LinkedIn's a funny <laughs> one because it's like it's it's like popping off kind of like with like kind of the more the more chattier folks that are like yes, you know. yes, yes. I mean, <laughs> it's like the chat there, version though. of Instagram, Loki for for Canada. I, I mean, I'd be on there just because there's a, there's so many like, I mean, I, I don't spend any time like I don't I, like I just post shit on there and then I'll like instantly just. Oh, disappear yeah because yeah, you're gonna I'm get not, a I'm thousand not, yeah. messages yeah. Like, I have so many messages really on there. bullshit yeah I'm just I like, can't even I can't even look at the messages so I apologize if anyone messages me on there but um, yeah it, it's, it's just yeah. <laughs> so many dude and yeah. so much so much of it is LED, like, LED lights yeah dude <laughs> LED lights or hey do you need help do you want do you want do you want to pay me to be a consultant for you like because <laughs> like yeah no man I if I did I would you know what hit you up, dude? Uh, but they're they're pretty yeah. aggressive on LinkedIn. Honestly, they need to they need to quit that. Honestly, it's yeah. I don't know. But I'm not gonna yeah. knock the hustle, but no, definitely, definitely is annoying. It definitely is annoying. But yeah, um, I, uh, I, I just would love for everyone to, to try out my flower. Whatever we can do there. Uh, we're mainly in NorCal right now. We just start. We just pushed out to a lot of the cooking stores in SoCal and a lot of other stores. Hopefully, I can keep up with the demand. It's very high right now, with our prices being where they're at. But um, I just I just want people to, to smoke my weed. <laughs> yeah. So you're getting so you're getting all the way down to SoCal and then you're in the cookie stores and, and so you're, you're spreading out a little bit more. Um, so yeah, I got, yeah. yeah. I want I want to try it really badly myself. Like I well, come, you you're coming to the farm regardless. Yeah, so. I'm coming, bro. We're gonna it'll be first. Yeah, all the testers. 
because we pheno hunt every day so you get all the testers that's uh that's, I mean, that's where it's at. i'd love that i'd love that dude that'd be that'd be super dope i would i would yeah i'm, I'm yeah. excited dude i'm trying to I'm definitely trying to come down to sacramento I, and then something we haven't we haven't touched on much is um we repurposed a container here so we're doing a lot of breeding i've been breeding for a long time on a small scale so i'm hoping to release a lot of my own strains um, and it'll probably be next year because we're going to go through some rigorous testing but um yeah that's dope that's gonna be hella dope yeah uh, yeah i'm learning i'm just i'm starting to learn a lot more about the the, the gen genetic side of it all it's all it's pretty pretty fascinating um yeah, yeah that'll be that, that keeps me going yeah 100 percent, dude I, uh, I, I'm excited. Yeah. And, you know, and I told you, it was like, we're going to, we'll, we'll be doing an update mini doc for sure. In the next, you know, six to six months to a year, probably from now. Um, awesome. cause I'm excited. I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped to be following, you know, your story and, and see how you guys develop. And, um, yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm hyped dude. And I, I, I'm, yeah, seriously, man, I really do thank you. I, I'm glad to this whole high design series. I really think that, you know, I really want to bring innovative people, companies, um, you know, new kind of fresh looks at the business models, the, the, the overall, you know, grow. And, and you, you, I think you and Preferred Gardens, I think brought this really interesting dynamic of mixed lighting and efficiency, you know, and just, just the, and you brought, you know, the, you brought to my knowledge, at least the, you know, the, the massive amounts of amazing growers and stuff that are from Sacramento and the culture there. And, and I'm, I'm excited to keep, keep exploring that. Um, so definitely appreciate that a lot, man. Thanks Luke. Appreciate you. Yeah. Appreciate your time. Absolutely. I'm really grateful for you. Yeah, absolutely. Dude. I, I'm, I'm, I'm super grateful for you, dude. Um, but guys, please go check out if you guys are able to, if you're, if you're able to access, go purchase some preferred gardens cannabis. I, really highly recommend you do i would love your opinion go try it out come back to this video comment what you think or go go and definitely go follow preferred gardens on instagram um and yeah guys you know this is definitely the future this is really what's so crazy is like what we were talking about with mixed lighting when it, when he kind of explained it all to me it really had a, had a light bulb moment uh, you know and david obviously had been having that for a while so but it, he it, it, it made it made sense to me and we're going to see a lot of people go that pathway just from an economic standpoint so definitely uh this is a key player to keep your eyes on anyways though this is the frame of flower podcast episode number 39 with my guy david Polly, uh, one of the founders of preferred gardens thank you again for coming on thanks guys appreciate you I fell asleep amidst the flowers. <laughs>